creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. This week on Culture Click, we talked to Ashley at the Humane Society and talked to Emily at the Veterinary Hospital on how to take care of our pets in this cold weather. We talked to them about when to let your pets in, signs of frostbite and hypothermia, and what to do if your pet is sick. This is KJ with Ashley and Dr. Emily on Culture Click. Uh, so, Ashley, how many calls do you get about animals left out in the cold here? I'd say during wintertime, we get close to probably 50 to 100. And it's usually of people leaving their animals out too long or they don't have a house for their animals or any kind of warm preparation for it. That's, that's a lot of calls. That's, that's so sad. Um, so what should people do if they see an abandoned animal out in the freezing temperatures that we're having right now? Well, if they feel comfortable enough, I would definitely, you know, go talk to the owner, make sure everything's okay with the owner. Um, Otherwise, one of the biggest things is call us or call animal control. And either one of us, you know, we can help the owner if they need help with something or they need warm stuff for them. We can definitely help them out. Awesome. Um, So what what temperature should you let your pets in? Like if they're more of an outdoor pet, what temp, like should they come inside if it's too bad? When it gets down to the 10 degree mark or we have a wind chill and it's in the negatives, always let the dogs in. Or if it's a farm dog, get a warm spot in your farm, you know, in your garage, get hay so it's warm, doghouse, something to keep them warm. Awesome. So what are the risks for leaving your pet out in the cold? Uh, well, they can get frostbite on any part of their body if leaving out in the cold. Um, their paw pads will start to blister. They'll definitely, you know, they'll have a lot of issues. Their body temperature goes really cold, and once it starts going cold, sometimes it's a hard time to get them back with the warm. Yeah, it, it would just be sad to see such a cold pet. Uh, so how long does it take for a pet to get frostbite or hypothermia? If it's negative, it can be anywhere from 3 to 10 minutes. That's fast. <laughs> just just like humans. Dogs, dogs and pets are just like humans. They can, can get the same things as us, so we need to take care of them. Um, so what are some signs to look for that your pet might have frostbite or hypothermia? Um, sores, any kind of blisters, they'll start getting red spots. Um, I know we had a dog that got loose a couple years ago, and he was out in the cold for a good week before we finally caught him, and he had gotten frostbite on the tips of his ears. He started getting sores. It was all red, and, you know, it's, you'll start noticing they won't want to walk on their paws because they're blisters, and <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of it you can kind of see right away. That's so sad. Um, how can you prevent these risks? Knowing preventive, you know, keep somewhere warm. If you don't have somewhere for them to walk, put hay down, put newspaper down somewhere to keep their paws, you know, warm. Or have a doghouse for them insulated, something something to keep them warm and out of the cold. Or boots, for that matter. <laughs> All the little animal booties. Um, so what is, like, the max time an animal should be outside for, like, if they have to do their business or anything like that? I know you get a few dogs that are stubborn, like the huskies, and they don't ever want to come in. Yep. But, you know, they do have the thick fur so they can handle it. But dogs that have short fur, definitely no more than five, ten minutes. Yeah, my, my dog is part husky. And she, she if it's, there's snow on the ground, she never wants to come inside. And we're like, right. no, get inside. <laughs> um, so say you leave your pet out for a little too long. Um, what can we do to help them warm up? Well, I would con- if it's something severe, I would contact your vet right away just to make sure. Um, but otherwise, you don't want to put them in front of the heater to warm them up. You know, kind of let their body temperature go by themselves to warm up. But, you know, bring them in the house, 
give him a blanket, keep him warm that way, but don't try to overheat him right away or you'll end up doing more damage than good. Awesome. This is some great tips. Um, so what should you do if you realize your pet may be sick from the cold? Get him into the vet right away or at least contact your vet and get good vet you know, t- treatment. Um, I can tell you one thing, but your vet might be like, oh, don't do that. Do something else. So always, always contact a vet right away. Awesome. Uh, do sweater and coats for pets make a big difference with such cold weather like this? Definitely. It helps them get a little bit. It's just like humans, you know, we're wearing snow pants, boots. It helps keep us warm. So same thing for dogs. I know not all dogs keep the boots on, but if you can, if you can get them to keep boots on, it's probably for the best. Awesome. Uh, So why is this topic so important for pet owners to know about? Definitely keeping your animals safe. I mean, we get a lot of calls, unfortunately, of cats frozen to the ground because they're out in the cold and they don't have, you know, any kind of huts to keep them warm or anything like that. It's definitely good for owners to know the tips and what to do and what not to do. Um, Where can people learn more about how to take care of their pets in the winter? Um, I know our website has a bunch of tips. Um, I'm always posting on Facebook. Otherwise, just good old Google. You know, tips to keep your animal warm, depending on your dog breed, different types of tips for each thing. Awesome. Uh, So where can they learn more about the Humane Society here? Kind of the same thing. Either pop into our shelter. You know, we can give you a tour, learn about volunteering opportunities. Otherwise, our website and Facebook are, you know, kind of the two biggest things. It kind of has everything on there. Awesome. So what are you guys' hours? So we are open Tuesday through Friday, noon to 5, and then Saturdays 10 to 2, and then Sundays and Mondays we're closed. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ashley. This is really eye-opening, and I hope people start like taking more care of their pets, and hopefully we don't lose any. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming in and getting tips to help people. Thank you, Ashley, for the interview. I also got the chance to talk to Dr. Emily at the Winona Veterinary Hospital and hear what she had to say about pets in the cold weather. Um, So how many pets would you say you have treated because they were in the freezing temps? I would say we get at least a couple each year. It does vary on the temperature and how cold it is and how long they've been outside. But it definitely is a risk for pets that go outside or even live outside. So it's something that we do encounter each year. Alrighty. Uh, So what are some risks for leaving your pet on the freezing cold? Um, Probably the biggest concern would be hypothermia or frostbite. Um, We do tend to see both of those. I have had a cat in the last couple of years that came in and actually had a temperature of 98 degrees. And the normal temperature for a cat is usually 100 to 102. Um, Surprisingly, we were actually able to warm him up and he did survive. But definitely hypothermia and frostbite are probably the biggest concerns. Um, A lot of pets can get other sicknesses just being out too long in the cold but those are the big concerns that's so sad well luckily he was able to warm up um so how easy is it for a pet to uh, contract hypothermia or get frostbite um that does vary a lot it depends on the age of the pet and their general health um obviously the bigger factors are how cold it is especially if it's below zero and how long they're outside um so you can't give a specific answer of time wise but you know if they're an older animal they can be more predisposed to just not doing as well in the cold they might not have um extra reserves like some other pets do and bounce back as fast as young pets um but a lot of it especially with this winter we've been having the negative 
below zero temperatures have been a really big factor for that. So, Can breeds, uh, type of breeds also affect that? Like, say, a husky because they have a war- more warmer coat? Um, you know, it, I haven't seen too much of a difference between breeds. Um, certainly when they tend to be breeds that are more acclimated to the cold weather, such as huskies or malamutes, they tend to do better in the cold. Um, however, you know, we've seen wide range of breeds that have been affected by frostbite as well as hyperthermia. So. Alrighty. Noted. What are some signs to look for that your pet might have frostbite or hypothermia? Um, So those two conditions do vary a little bit. As far as frostbite, it tends to be certain areas that are more predisposed to frostbite. So dogs with or cats with their ears or um, lips or their toes or their tail, kind of more of their extremities do tend to be more predisposed to having frostbite. So you'll notice those changes first. So you can notice a discoloration of the skin and you might start to feel that the skin isn't as soft and smooth as it usually is and maybe even a little bit more rough and become um, what looks like dead tissue and that can be a concern for frostbite. As far as hypothermia, we tend to worry more um, when patients have been out for longer periods of time. They tend to be very slow to react. They'll obviously feel cold. Um, They won't be their normal bright and alert selves and they're just very much more subdued if not even semi unconscious sometimes if it's bad enough so it's just kind of as if their whole body's slowing and shutting down so awesome so that is definitely some signs to keep a lookout for uh so what are what kind of treatment options are there for pets with either of those two things With hypothermia, a lot of it is getting them into warm conditions. Um, It depends on what their body temperature has become lowered to. And so with those extreme cases, it's trying to get them warmed up in a slow and fast way. So if you do get concerned about your pet having hypothermia or frostbite, I definitely would recommend to contact your veterinarian. And so, um, you know, if they just seem cold, you know, getting them back into the house, but if they actually have hypothermia, they will definitely need medical attention. Um, As far as frostbite, um, you know, if you do notice that sometimes that can lead to an infection someplace or another good thing would be just to look for signs, um, kind of changes in their normal behavior or if you know things may not appear right away especially with frostbite and so just monitoring and making sure that if you notice anything abnormal contacting your veterinarian Alrighty, so you kind of touched a little about it but so what should you do if you realize your pet may be sick from the cold um Well, uh, the biggest thing would be even just contacting your veterinarian. We may not recommend to come in, but, you know, it never hurts to contact your veterinarian and ask questions and see if it is something that's of concern. And if they recommend to bring it in, then definitely bring it in. But it never hurts to ask questions and just make sure that you have all the information possible. Um, But definitely, if you are concerned about them being sick from the cold, it's better to get attention sooner than later. Yeah, because then who knows what could happen. So kind of going on to that, what what could happen if an owner doesn't take their pet in? Um, probably the most extreme would be hypothermia. Um, we have had patients that have passed away 
passed away from hypothermia, unfortunately. Um, and so just getting them that medical attention when you might suspect that they have hypothermia. Um, you know, obviously dogs out in the cold, they're going to get cold, but don't necessarily get hypothermia. But that's why you just watch for any signs um, that could be of concern. And so, um, you know, frostbite, um, you know, it depends on how extreme it is. But, um, you know, they can, we do have a few dogs or cats that have maybe lost their ear tips from that or lost some of their skin on their toes from that as well. But it does tend to heal over okay, but you just have to watch for signs of infection, make sure that it is healing and make sure you just contact your vet if you are concerned about that. Okay. Um, and personally for you, has there been any, any times where a pet could have been fine if the owner had brought them in to get checked out? Um, you know, that's a hard question just because a lot of times when we have had a pet that has passed away because of hypothermia, um, you know, it's been a case where they may not have known that it was going to get as cold as it did. And so unfortunately, when they may have found the pet, they may have already passed away. Um, but it's very, I mean, it's, we do not see that very often, you know, in the last five years, I've maybe had one case of that. So it's not common, but it is definitely a possibility. That's so sad. Uh, it would hurt me if that happened to my dog. So how can people prevent these risks and what tips do you suggest? Um, as far as being out in the cold, um, especially when it gets into the negative temperatures, we usually recommend to have cats and dogs out for minimal time. So if you're dog just you know likes to go outside and go for walks or spend time in the yard we just recommend to minimize that to just going out to go to the bathroom and then come back in just make sure that they're in the cold minimal amount of times there are a lot of people that have outdoor cats and dogs and so we try to have people have some type of shelter for them so whether it's letting them into like a heated garage or a barn or some type of shelter that at least can keep the cold out a little bit and offer them some shelter that's kind of the best route but you know obviously it can be challenging you know there's a lot of outdoor cats and dogs and so just finding a place where they can stay away from the wind and away from the snow and the ice and the other elements all right uh so say you just leave them a, a little bit too long like they just don't want to come in um how can pet owners at home warm them up if they're just like a little bit cold um, you know, even just getting them back into the house is a big difference, but, you know, if they're wet, making sure that they get dried off and so just drying them off with a normal towel, um, and getting that moisture away will help just because that will, you know, definitely make them colder for longer. And, um, a lot of times you can just wrap them up in blankets and, you know, they're, we do try to minimize any use of like a heating pad or hot water bottles or anything like that just because they can't actually burn the skin of the animals and so doing it in more of a safe manner wrapping up in blankets or you know if they're wet drying them off and just making the house at a warmer temperature and doing it in a little process so like if they're a small dog just cuddle up with them on the couch exactly and watch a movie yes amazing uh so you kind of also touched a little bit about this. So what if your pet is just purely outdoor? Like they don't ever want to come inside whatsoever. And you, what what situation, how would you deal with that? 
Um, so if they are purely outdoors, as I said earlier, would be finding a good heated shelter for them. So whether that's a shed or a garage where they can go in and out just to have some type of safe shelter, making sure that they have access to plenty of water just because a lot of the water outside tends to freeze so having free access to water as well as having enough food available when they are out in the cold they do tend to sometimes burn some more calories compared to other times of the year and so just making sure that they do have free access to food if they are outside just because you never know you know some outdoor cats will hunt but there may not be as much prey for them to hunt so just making sure everybody has free access to food just so they have enough reserves for the cold awesome uh would you say that like sweater coats and like little uh booties for pets make a difference in this such cold weather um you know i think in some cases they do um especially dogs who may be older and just have a harder time with the cold um the sweaters can really help they obviously look very cute and adorable but they can also just offer extra warmth especially you know it may not be necessary when it's 20s and 30s but especially when you get down to zero or below that's when we get really concerned um a big aspect is actually having booties a lot of dogs may not like going outside because of the ice or the snow especially when it gets cold and so booties can be a good option to kind of protect their feet from the cold elements as well as encouraging them to still go outside so i think they're a good option awesome yeah my dog if we ever tried to get those things on her she'd go nuts she would not like them whatsoever uh so why is this topic so important for pet owners to know about um, I think one of the aspects is a lot of people just don't know. And so, you know, there's a lot of information on the internet as usual, but there's so many different suggestions. And so I think it's an important topic to address so people are informed and can take care of their pets in the best way possible. Um, but it's just a lot of just not knowing, especially if you're a first or second time pet owner, or, you know, maybe the winters haven't been as harsh as they have been this year, or you move from a different climate. So it's always just better to be informed. Yeah, especially because the past few years we haven't had as much cold weather as we've had just in these past few weeks and so much snow. Oh, my gosh. So much snow. Uh, So do you think there is a reason some pet owners don't bring their pets in to get them looked at? And if so, what would you say to those people? Um, You know, I do think that it varies a lot. You know, there are a lot of people that bring them in every year for checkups, which we always recommend is just a good idea to get a baseline of what's normal, what's healthy for that animal, since each pet can vary. Um, Some people bring them in more when they're sick. So I think it just varies per person, per situation. Um, You know, there really isn't one standard, it seems like. Um, And I think a lot of factors of just how busy people are and their schedules, finances, all of that and so you know certainly if people are able to do those annual checkups we always encourage those just in case something happens and then they get sick we kind of know what's normal for them versus when they're sick and things might be different yeah that kind of similar situation with my dog um we brought her in regularly and then once they noticed something was wrong they immediately found out what it was and we've been taking giving her medicine to help her and it's all fine for now Um, so where can people learn more about how to take care of their pets in the winter? Um, you know, I'd probably say 
online is probably the most common. Um, you know, popular one is Pet MD, but there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, there's another one that's veterinarypartner.com that has a lot of good references. Um, you know, in general, it's probably just talking to your veterinarian or the staff that work at the clinic and just have more experience with that is a really good reference anywhere. So, Awesome. Uh, where can people learn more about the Winona Veterinary Hospital here where we are right now? Um, we do have a website. And so if you just type in what veterinary hosp- Winona Veterinary Hospital, it will come up um, as well as we have a Facebook page. And so either of those or just giving us a call and getting more information. Awesome. One last thing. What are your hours here? That way if people wondering or if they need to take their dog in. They'll know when to come. Um, so our hours each day vary a little bit. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're open from 6.30 to 6 p.m. And then Tuesday, Thursday, we're open from 6.30 to 5 p.m. And then every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Emily, for the interview. And I hope this reaches owners so they know more about this topic because this is an important topic to know about. Thank you so much for all the questions. They were great. And I hope people benefit from this. So thank you. Thanks again to Ashley and Dr. Emily for the interview. To learn more about the Humane Society, go to WinonaHumaneSociety.org. To learn more about the Winona Veterinary Hospital, check them out on Facebook. To stream today's episode or any other episode of Culture Click, go to KQAL.org under Media Program Archives. This is KJ on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Do you want to know about all things Winona and the surrounding area? Tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.